My brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ is risen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Oh my goodness, have we been waiting to say that this year. My friends, Easter is meant to be a happy time for us this evening, tomorrow, a time filled with peace and joy and great hope in all things, no matter what. So this evening, I'm asking everyone who is watching me and those who are a few that are present with me, I want you to try to put aside, at least for this evening and tomorrow, all your troubles, all your worries, and to open yourselves to a spirit of joy, which is expressed in the one great word that we've been waiting to say at Easter. Alleluia, alleluia. On this most holy of nights, the church asks all of her members to deeply reflect and even to go further to relive the astonishing event of the woman who make their way to the tomb in order to mourn. As they journey, they were carrying, according to the other Gospels, heavy vessels of burial spices and balm to anoint Jesus' body. And Mary of Magdala and the other women were, of course, full of sorrow and even despair. In no way they deluded themselves, of course, because they were full of sorrow and they understood what they were about to do, the ritual, the task they were asked to do, to pour oil on the corpse. And doing so does nothing for the deceased. It serves only to express the affection by people who love them, an affection which is completely powerless to bring the person back to life, or to the resurrection for that matter. And so we understand the great painful gesture they're doing and the anguish of such a thing to do. When Jesus was alive, the women showed their love and devotion. But that time had passed. And they could do nothing more for him. Then they arrive at the tomb. They are shocked and surprised. The heavy tombstone, according to Mark's gospel, has been rolled away and the body of Jesus was gone. There's a deep sadness for them. They cannot even do this burial ritual, which um, will symbolize their sympathy because they think someone has stolen his body. But before deep despair can enter into their hearts, we are told of a mysterious man, according to the Gospels, tonight's Gospel, clothed in dazzling garments. And one speaks to them, announcing the resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth. And they say, why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he has been raised. My friends, you know how your pastor is with a sense of humor. We are told that the... The man, we know as an angel, is sitting on the rolled stone, <laughs> talking to them that way. It's funny when we think about it, uh, how casual the angel is about this. He said, remember what he said to you while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified 
and rise on the third day. The women are the first to receive the joyous announcement of Jesus, his resurrection. Now, I put forth that the reason why it was the women was because they were the ones that were at the cross still. It's their right. And I wanted to let you know that it didn't excite, not escape my notice that this evening our cantor is a woman, our lectors are the three women. I'm surrounded by women like Jesus was. <laughs> my friends, these women, though, in the gospel were the first to receive the joyous news, this announcement that from the moment forward, has never ceased to spread throughout this whole world, transforming hearts, changing sadness into joy, discouragement into trust, and human death into eternal life. Just like that day, so this evening, let us receive the good news of Jesus' resurrection and joy. And this is not just any sort of good news. It is a proclamation, if you will. It is the very living word of God that invites and even demands, if you will, all who hear it to make a change, to convert. And like the women at the tomb, who with their worries were not oriented in the right direction, for they came seeking the living one among the dead. <laughs> That's what the angels said. Why are you looking for the living one here? amongst the dead. They wanted to honor Jesus with funeral rituals. But he has no need for them because he's not dead. They see only in the event of the crucifixion his death and an end to everything. The messengers, known as Malak, that means angel, remind them of Jesus' words that it was not an end, but simply a necessary passage to a new life. In this, the women are exhorted not to be bowed down by their human events and these cares, even when they seem inevitable, as death is. They are to have a change of heart, a change of attitude. The angel, really, when you read between lines, are asking them, you must trust in Jesus' words about life everlasting and the very power of God, the Almighty Father. And so it is that we too now and in every moment of our Christian lives must accept this invitation to conversion and to have a lively and ever-growing faith. We are not to allow ourselves to be stunted or paralyzed by damaging events that seem irreparable as the world finds itself now with the coronavirus, but rather to trust in the very word of God and in his Christ by the hopeful looking beyond such events, opening ourselves to the very grace and power of God Almighty. We need to hear the words of the angels why do you seek the living one among the dead? We need to stop with this attitude where we know we have to seek Jesus, but we continue 
to think we will find him in the tomb where we enclose ourselves. The tombs of bad habits, the tombs of our own ideas and limited feelings. Seek him where he is alive because there it is a place of joy and trust and courage and great love. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the risen one, will transform your lives completely, freeing you from your self-imposed tombs of despair, fear, hatred, and close-heartedness, just as he freed himself from the tomb at Easter. My friends, I had time to ponder on the women again. Because that's how this gospel opens. And the women went. And, um, and I think about, what about us? You and I. The angel told them good news. And while they seemed troubled by it, we we're told they're overjoyed. And they go um, and they proclaim. Go and tell my disciples. What about us? Do we rejoice in the Lord's resurrection as the holy women did? And they were holy. But as his disciples and as the scriptures put forth, we too are invited to be prophets, just as those women were. Call them apostles if you wish. But they were called to be prophets. We too on this day are called to be like those three holy women. And I'll go even further, like the angel telling of the resurrection to our generation just as they did to theirs. Right now, probably more so than any other time in our current history, our world is just terrorized by many things, but now terrorized by this virus, needs the good news of the resurrection and new life. I am confident that each of us know people in our communities and our circles of socializing that had many things going on for them, even as they are locked in their homes. And yet they have a feeling of going nowhere in terms of their souls. And those who are in their twilight years, what of them? Each of us knows a relative or a friend in the evening of their life who does not know what to do with their journal of disappointments and unfulfilled dreams? And what about our idealism, or worse, hope? What of these? I need our Catholic Christians to rise and to be the saints and prophets that you have been baptized to be, to be the prophets that you know you must be, to be prophets of hope, prophets of the good news, prophets of joy in the Lord's resurrection. We, they, we are, this is also an invitation that we are to give them to newness of life, a life that is filled with a future of hope, and light, and laughter, and love. We will be like the angel who points out what is missing in the social scenario around them, and more so in the personal scenario within them. 
and who leads them to hope. You are called to do this. You are called to lead them to the beauty of the new possibilities in their lives by seeing and understanding with faith that there is an empty tomb. And because of that and the resurrection of Christ, we have everything to be hopeful for. So my friends, ask our Lord, ask him with faith and with love to always communicate his new life to you. For the glory of God the Father, our Lord will never resist such an invitation. My Lord, would you do this for the glory of your Father? You must open your hearts and your minds, your whole being to his way, to his truth, to his life. If you do this, you will be transformed. If you do this, the very wonderful effect that is the Paschal mystery will fall upon you. Accept it and respond to it as the women did at the tomb, as his disciples would eventually. <laughs> they did so with joy. It transformed their life and it was never the same again. My friends, in the same way, all of us, we will leave the tomb of confinement. And in the same way, the world will never be the same again. It will be different. It is filled with light and joy and peace. You are to be the messengers of that. My friends, I leave you with this passage from Psalm 118. The right hand of the Lord God has struck with power. The right hand of the Lord God is exalted. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord God. And on this evening we say, Alleluia, Alleluia. Jesus is risen from the dead. Alleluia, Alleluia. My brothers and sisters, I want to thank you. Uh, all of you have been continuing to support uh, the parish in this time. Uh, with your generosity of prayers, absolutely, and your generosity of your financial uh, support. I ask you to continue supporting. Remember, you can send in your support to us. Uh, you can do it by credit card, by our parish app, uh, by going online. Uh, I am thoroughly and absolutely grateful for your generosity. But your friends, I wish to thank all the ministers who've been with us, the music ministers have worked very, very hard and also risk um, coming and rehearsing and being uh, out in the public. <laughs> but they've taken all the precautions. I want to thank our lectors uh, and all the ministers, Deacon Dale, uh, Luke, uh, who's been working on our IT and making sure we stream. And my friends, uh, from my heart, I got to tell you, I miss you guys. And... Uh, I look forward to the time you're back here again. I have great joy at Easter, uh, but I miss you so much. And I know that you desire to be back here. So uh, we will ask the Lord to rot his mighty hand and to disperse this illness quickly. And uh, let us return with great joy into his house. Amen. Hallelujah.